him again. This is the Fantasy Football Tank Podcast with Mark Denton, Pablo Martinez, and here's your host, Alfredo Brown. Woo! Here we are, the Fantasy Football Tank, episode 7, week 12. It is Saturday, November 23rd. Sitting alongside with your boy, Pablo Martinez. Yo, what's up, Pops? Yo, yo. Alongside the DFS dude, Mark Denton. The dude. You can follow him on Twitter at dark underscore Menton. And I am Alfredo Brown, your host. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Alfredo A. Brown. Now, boys, let's get into the show this week. We got a lot to talk about. Week 12, this is make it or break it. Playoff times are here. And Pablo, in our league, this is the death week. You and me yeah. play each other. Yeah, and uh, whoever loses is out. I know. Of the playoffs. I'm. Li- I'm. Se- this is going to be an end of a, <laughs> end of a reign. So yeah, I'm pretty you, sure I'm done. You used all your free uh, free agency budget left over, all the just fab. so that I wouldn't get Bo Scarborough. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bo Scarborough is going to lead the league in RB <laughs> fantasy points this week. This is why I sit back and just laugh at you guys. Oh my god! Shut up. This, Mark. this is the sit back <laughs> game for up. me. Just watch everything on the. You're unfold. what? You're ten and one. Yeah. Who and gave him that one? Love though. it. Oh, yeah, you did. You were the prince that was promised, Pops. You were the prince that was promised. one week. Yes, I am. Ladies and gentlemen, today on the show, we're going to be talking about our Shredders of the Week, the guys that maybe are probably likely, we think, hopefully, going to outperform their current position right now and really kill it for your fantasy teams this week. Then we're going to hop into Split Decision, where we are going to tell you who to be starting when you have one player going up against another one when you have a tough decision for your lineup. Then we've got Pablo's proclamations, our prince of fantasy football, Lord Pablo. He will be making his proclamations here. (laughs) Yeah, I will. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. Denton's dope DFS plays of the week. Give you his DFS dude, just his best bargain in daily, his favorite stack, and his favorite DST to help out with your lineup and your budget. The dudes. The dudes. And then at the end here, we're going to go over Ask the Tank. These are your questions that you guys give us on Twitter, on Instagram. It's just, well, it's it's a good time. But first, let's throw it back to Thursday. Throw back to Thursday. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> rewind, rewind sound. And the breath, it was perfect. Good job, guys. Uh, so throwing back to Thursday, we got the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans. The Texans win that one 20-17. But, Mark, we were talking about it. It, it. it was not as close as the score deems. You, you can feel the Texans just dominating the game at yeah. home. It was complete Deshaun Watson and Pablo's boy, Will Fuller. Oh, man. Ooh, did I say it? Yeah, Ooh, that, that it was is. great to watch. And also, I'm so happy he didn't get the touchdown because now people aren't going to be going crazy to pick him up again. So I'll scoop him up everywhere I can. Scoop him up. Deshaun Watson had nearly 300 yards passing, two touchdowns. He added 10 yards on the ground, while Carlos Hyde just, he did Carlos Hyde-like things. It's a meh game. Yeah, just meh. Carlos Meh Hyde, that's his middle name. Uh, 67 yards, 16 carries, just very meh. Will Fuller blasted off for seven catches, 140 yards. Great game coming back. And D-Hop. D-Hop was the one with the points today, or not today, Thursday. Uh, Six receptions, 94 yards, two touchdowns, killed it for them. And the Colts side of the ball, they all just look like they are just banded together by athletic tape and bubble wrap and popsicle sticks. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, less than 130 yards passing. He didn't have any passing touchdowns. He had one rushing touchdown. But, the, the, I mean, the other guy that he's supposed to be throwing to, that's supposed to be healthy, T.Y. Hilton, 
three catches, eight targets. He did not look good. Yeah, the eight targets alone with only catching three with 18 they're, yards they're is off. just like, oh, They're off, and if you're a T.Y. Hilton owner going forward, you should be very concerned. Yeah, and that was were, a very bust game. Yeah. Very bust. He's recovering, guys. Like, you know, we but shouldn't... He, I mean, we, we know him. Like, we went to FIU. We watched yeah. him. He's literally recovering every week of his career. He's always injured. Now, the, the big story out of this game was the running back situation. What to do with the running backs for the Colts after Marlon Mack went down? A lot of people scrambled to pick up Jonathan Williams. A lot of people scrambled to pick up Jordan Wilkins and Naeem Hines. Hines and uh, there was a lot of talk about who was going to be the guy. And... I, listen, I think a lot of people were hoping Jonathan Williams would be the guy, and he had 26 carries, over 100 yards rushing, and a touchdown. Uh, I think the thing that shocked everyone was Jordan Wilkins. Not a single touch. Zilch. Goose. Not a egg. single touch. It's absolutely crazy. He was a- even uh, slamming his helmet on the sidelines. Well, I mean, oh, go, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he absolutely was. I mean, and earlier in the week, when you have the coaches saying, oh, yeah, we're going to split the carries, make sure you guys are getting a pretty even workload. Not. And then he's yeah, not like wow. he didn't even get into the game to to get a tie. It was just it was really really bad. It Guys, sounds like it was like a game time thing though. Like, uh, well, he yeah. he didn't practice a whole lot throughout the week, and he obviously is coming back off of injury. But I, just, I mean, wow! If you if you're gonna commit to a guy, just say that. Yeah. You know, it, it's once again, coach speak strikes. The coaches don't want to give out their their strategy at the beginning of the week. Let's uh, let's go over our injuries and updates for the week. Guys, you're looking at the injuries. Players who are likely to be in this week, Emmanuel Sanders, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, Philip Lindsay, Julio, Jones, shouldn't even have to say the last name, just Julio, Deontay Johnson, Mitch Trubisky, Benny Snell coming back. Now, the Trubisky thing with the hip, I don't I don't know if that's actually a real injury. That's yeah, it's like a Doc McStuffins type injury. I don't really think that was quite real. His injuries is performance every yeah, week. Yeah, the hip bone connected <laughs> to the arm bone. Uh, and then the guys who are pretty much likely to be out this week, Philip Dorsett, Austin Hooper, Matt Breida, Adam Thielen, James Conner, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, the guys who are going to be game-time decisions, but some of them are trending towards in, some of them trending towards out. Marquise Brown, Debo Samuel, looking like they're probably going to play. George Kittle leaning more towards out. Mohamed Sanu, they're not sure. Um, and then Alshon Jeffrey and Jordan Howard for the Eagles, both going to be game-time decisions. Let's take a look at some updates around the league. As Vernon Davis was placed on IR. Uh oh. Uh oh, you know what this means, Denton. Sprinkles back. Sprinkle time, boy. Hey, you know he got a touchdown last week. That's right. That's so right. Maybe Jamie Sprinkles. He, he might be my due next week. Who's who knows? No, stop. stop. Maybe. Uh and more tight end, hard hitting tight end news. Ed Dixon came off IR and went right back to IR subsequently. Uh so that's good news for Jacob Hollister owners. Uh, that that kind of keeps things clear over there. Mark Walton has been cut by the Miami Dolphins as he has had his fourth, fifth, seventh run in with the law. Yikes! And you just you you really hope that that's a guy that gets it together. Um, Dolphins are still just they're still down. It's Kalen Garbage and and Patrick Laird, aka Vanilla Thunder. That's uh, my boy. Dynamic duo, right? Uh, that's right. I've got some breaking news, guys. Oh. oh. <laughs> Yes. George Kittle is actually leaning towards playing this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we'll start there. And then also, Debo Samuel expected to play. Um, uh, Emmanuel Sanders expected to play. Mohamed Sanu not expected to play. Um, Yeah, and uh, Matt Breida, doubtful. Pablo is in the know. He's got peeps out on the West Coast. I like it. And, uh, oh, and other updates, Ronald Jones still really bad at football. Zing. Let's get to our (laughs) Shredders of the Week. 
Shredders of the Week. <laughs> Shredder, bro! <laughs> Our Shredders of the Week. So my Shredder of the Week, guys. I'm not a like a huge fan of him, but man, he's been he's been playing pretty solid. I'm going with Baker Mayfield, the, the big, big show. show. Oh, hey, Jinx. <laughs> Baker Mayfield going up against our beloved Miami Porpoises, who are 29th against the quarterback. That's the Dolphins. Yes, for, for those of you guys, Dolphins. Who... For those of you who did not take marine biology, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so Baker's thrown two touchdowns in each of his last two games. Uh, he has not thrown a single interception in the last three games, which. That's actually a big deal. Earlier in the year, he was throwing a lot of picks, could not protect the ball. This is the Dolphins secondary that continues to be without Xavier Howard, without Ron, uh, excuse me, Rashad Jones. Uh, I've got so much Ronald Jones on my mind. I, I know Joe. He just consumes he might my be thoughts. Just your favorite player? Yeah, no. He, oh, yeah, of sure. all time. Why not? Get me a jersey. Uh, so the Dolphins <laughs> going to be without Xavier Howard, Rashad Jones, and now no Bobby McCain as they are all on IR. This is amazing. A bad, bad secondary. Uh, they just let Josh Allen be QB one last week. Allowing for three touchdowns in the air, one on the ground. You you got to think Baker's probably going to come close to that something. Wow, you know for sure. You know what's crazy? ESPN I just checked has him ranked as QB twenty this week. Well, they're wrong. So yeah, <laughs> wrong. Wow, dude. wrong. Mark, you're shredder, sir. All right, I'm going to pick a Falcons receiver versus the Tampa Bay Bucks, and his name is not Julio Jones. Russell Gage? No. <laughs> Calvin Ridley. All Ooh. right, check it out. Averages seven targets per game. The Bucks are dead last in the league versus the wide receivers. It is a home game in the Dome. Dome game. And then Calvin had a boom game last week. He's going to repeat it. Him and Matt Ryan will stick together in this one. I hope they stick together because they are teammates. That would be great. <laughs> He's going to outscore Julio. Calvin, boom, Ridley. Let's go. Right. Pobs, so, give us your guy. So my guy this week, my shredder of the week is Julian Edelman. As some of you have seen, Julian Edelman is now throwing touchdowns. Um, no, but really, he's got he's got a great floor. Um, he's uh, he's reliable week in and week out. Mohamed Sanu is uh, not possibly not playing. Philip Dorsett's not playing. The guys behind him are Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers. Sick. So, you know, he's really Dope. he's it's almost like he's by himself out there. Um, and uh, you know, Brady never has two bad games in a row. So. Plug and play, Julian Edelman. He's going to shred it. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Let's do a little split decision, tell you who you're starting this week. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for split decision. All right, split decision here brought to you by Nine Round, 30-minute kickbox fitness. Uh, Denson, you've got yourself a pair of QBs here that you got to decide between. All right, here we go. Josh Allen, QB1 last week versus Aaron Rodgers. All right, so I'm going to go over both of the analysis here. Josh Allen has four rushing touchdowns over the last three games. He's had seven for the season, which is even more than Lamar Jackson. Yikes. Whoa, did you hear me say that? Want me to say it one more time? More Ooh. than Lamar Jackson. Macadamia That's on the loose. N- not bad for a running back. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> In our league, Aaron Rodgers has three games this season with over 22 points scored. Mm-hmm. Josh has had that three in the last five games. Oof. But trends. the Broncos have only allowed a QB to score more than 20 points this season. The Niners have given up 24 or 25 or more points two out of the last three games. So this is a tough one. You know Josh Allen's on the hot streak. 
but I'm gonna go with I'm, I'm gonna go with Aaron Rodgers Ooh, on this Rogers. one. At the end of the day, I Rogers. gotta go Rogers. with Rodgers. Can't <laughs> bench him over Josh Allen. That's my pick. All right. So next up, we have Derek Carr versus Dak Prescott. Dak, as we know, he's thrown three touchdowns in each of his last three games. But New England have they haven't allowed a single quarterback to throw multiple touchdowns in any game. So um, Dak, on the surface, it sounds like Dak is you know supposed to stay consistent. But honestly, my pick it's an easy pick for me. It's Derek Carr. Derek Carr Cat. is playing. Yeah, he's Cat. playing the Jets. As as we all know from uh, Denton's analysis, Jets suck. So just let me know if uh, you want that analysis again. Can you repeat that? Okay, yeah. here we go. Jets suck. Gay sucks. Yeah. Good job. Jets yeah, suck. there we go. <laughs> yep. yep. So, so, so yeah, in our league, uh, Derek Carr is QB 17 on the year and Dak, Dak Prescott's QB 3. But in this case, it doesn't matter. The matchup is what is what's going to dictate this one. So Derek Carr, plug and play. Nice one. I like it. I like it. And my matchup here for the quarterbacks, you got two guys that are just recently starting, Jeff Driscoll and Nick Foles. So the Titans, who are going, the Jaguars are going up against the Titans. Titans have given up nine passing touchdowns over the last four games. Nick Foles threw two touchdowns last week in his first start back from IR. Now, he's also completed nearly 70% of his passes. The Redskins, however, going up against Driscoll, uh, have only allowed a QB to throw for two or more touchdowns in only one out of the last five games. That's kind of important to see. Redskins trending in the other direction. They started off the year bad, but they're getting better. Titans, however, have been trending in the wrong direction. Titans have allowed more than 20 points per game over their last four games, and the Redskins have only allowed opposing QBs to score more than 20 points in just one of their last five games. And for that reason, I'm going with Nick Foles for Ooh. that quarterback matchup. Fredo, can I add to that? I think Nick Foles will finish top five QB this Ooh, week. I like nice. Pa- yep. Pablo, do you agree with that? Nice. Do you think Nick Foles top five? Yeah, I like it. I dig it. Oof. Yep, it's, it's bold. bold, but it's I like bold. it. Bold, baby. Boldness at the table. I'm about it. I'm about it. Brandon Bolden. Let's. Eh, I don't know why he was brought up, but sure, Brandon Bolden. Why not? Uh, let's move on to our running backs. Denton. Oh, you triggered me with Jesus. this one. All right. Triggered. So I got two running backs. I got you know my favorite, Joe Mixon, and David Montgomery. So I am biased. But I'm going to give you the stats on this one. Joe Mixon has averaged 23 uh. touches per game. Yeah, whatever, Pablo. Over the last three games. <laughs> and David Montgomery has averaged 16. In our league, Joe Mixon is an RB22. And David Montgomery is 23. So it's not anything significant over each other. The Giants have given up only one rushing touchdown in the last three games. The Steelers have not given any touchdowns to RB since week five. Oof. But I'm going to go Joe Mixon, baby. You know he's the entire offense. They're going to give him the carries, high volume. Joe, run Joe. Joe, right. run Joe. Pablo right. is sick. Pablo right. is turning green. Yeah, I don't even want to spend disgusted. any time on this. Just I'm just going to let it be because uh, this is they're both kind of gross. Great. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. So next up, we have Tevin Coleman or Philip Lindsay. Mm. So this was... It was an easy decision for me only because of uh, the situation for each of these running backs. They're both very comparable. They're both, you know, very similar. They get similar touches per game. Uh, Philip Lindsay's producing a bit more because uh, uh, Coleman had a slow start to the season. But um, overall, they're very comparable. However, um, they've, they've right now, Philip Lindsay is still competing with Royce Freeman. He's got, you know, he's going to give you, you know, 10, 12, maybe 15 rushes a game and a catch or two a game. And Tevin Coleman normally would give you about the same. 
But because Matt Breed is out and because Tevin Coleman is playing Green Bay, which is a much better matchup than Buffalo, I'm taking Tevin Coleman in this one. Now, uh, with Tevin Coleman, you're not worried about Jeff Wilson or, or Raheem Mostert at all? Not really. I mean, Mostert's going to get a few touches, but it's certainly a downgrade from Brita, which only helps Coleman. Yep, fair enough. Can you give us your, your hard-hitting analysis? My hard-hitting analysis. Yeah. So This is the part where you're supposed to say, yep. Yep. There we go. <laughs> okay. Yep. Now, looking at these last two running backs, these are guys that have been hot waiver wire pickups in the last two weeks. Brian Hill for Atlanta or Bo Scarborough for the Detroit Lions. Bo Scarborough literally was not on a team two weeks ago. The Lions pick him up Bo. and say, hey, just start playing football for us. It's, that seems like a good idea. You're large, and we're going to give you the ball, and you run it multiple times. He actually had some good success last week. Um, on the other end, though, Brian Hill, in his last two games, he's averaged over 17 carries per game. He's getting a lot of opportunities, but just 2.6 yards per carry. He's horribly inefficient. This is very similar to kind of the Sony Michelle uh, performance that we keep seeing from New England where he's going to get the carries, but he's just bad with it. No rushing touchdowns so far for Brian Hill. Um, you know, Bo Scarborough, however, in his first game played for the Lions, he gets himself a touchdown. He's getting the goal line carries. He only carried the ball 14 times, but he averaged around four yards per carry with those touches. That shows me a better efficiency, more likely to keep getting the ball. And then just the matchups itself, man. The, Brian Hill going up against the Bucks. The Bucks have only allowed three touchdowns to running backs all season. The Redskins have given up a touchdown to a running back in literally every single game except for three on the season. The, this just seems like kind of an easy one. Bo Scarborough for the win. Best running back in fantasy football this week. Mark it down. I need him to beat Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> or else got, I don't go to the playoffs. One nope. thing to say. <laughs> Bow tied. Bow tied. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys. This is the part where we tell you to please... Follow the show, subscribe, rate us, please share this with your friends. So you're probably on your phone right now. Head on over to Twitter or Instagram and follow us at the FF tank. Okay. Once you go and follow us on social media, subscribe to the podcast. It's really important that you hit that subscribe and that follow button. That's what helps us gain a larger following. Okay. That's what makes us more relevant. So whatever app you're using, Spotify, Apple podcast, overcast, Google, or iHeartRadio. Make sure you're subscribing to the show, listening, sharing, downloading, all that great stuff. Um, share that with your friends. And as you do that, we're going to jump into the wide receivers. Split decision here. Denton. Ooh. Two boys. Two, two receivers. Excuse me. Two men. That you like, you like them both. I like them both. So we'll start off. Jamison Crowder versus Devontae Parker. All right. So since Jameson. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been the starter in week seven, Vontae Parker has averaged nearly nine targets per game and five receptions per game. Much better than Rosen. We all know that. Um, since Darnold's return as a starter in week six, Crowder has averaged seven targets per game and just yep. a little five receptions per game. So sounding very similar, right? Right. And the, over the last two games, the Browns have given up 23 receptions for 326 yards to the wide receiver and mm. zero touchdowns. Mm. The last two games, the Raiders have given up 16 receptions for 179 yards to the wide receiver, and guess what? Zero touchdowns. So a little, little bit of a difference there with the opponents. Definitely with the opponents. Crowder's got a better matchup, and not to mention, Crowder, the last three games, has scored three touchdowns. That's mm. Darnold's guy. Mm. Safety net is Crowder. I'm going to go Jamison Crowder on this one. Wow. Wow. I, th I, th I think I might differ just a little bit, even though Jamison, I think, is the, is the safer guy. I don't know if there's going to be a lot of points to be chased in that Jets-Raiders game. I think... Mm. I might barely lean towards Devontae. Yeah, it, it's barely. definitely a close one. The only reason why I'm going with Crowder is just the consistency and touchdowns I the like, last three I games. I like your thought process on it, though. 
Yeah. Bob's. Yeah. This so, one triggered you hard. Hard. Yeah. So uh, so we've kind of been going back and forth on this one. It's Jarvis Landry versus OBJ. Teammates love each other. They're LSU guys, right? Uh, yes, that's correct. Okay. Yes. Yeah. LSU. So, a what? Alice who? Oh, damn. Oh, we got a... Didn't they beat Alabama? Bowtie. Oh, okay. <laughs> just want to okay. make sure. So, Jarvis and OBJ, as we all know, Jarvis has been doing pretty darn well lately. He's... Uh, pretty darn well. Yeah. 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 He's uh, He's been... You know, he's had three touchdowns in the last four games. He's He's been a start, startable wide receiver. And OBJ, on the other hand, has not really done very well with his opportunities. Call um, him no BJ. Uh, no... Uh, uh, no, <laughs> no. OBJ is going to bounce back hard, and I'm taking OBJ in this one. Ooh, I, okay. Yeah, over the last two games, OBJ's had an average of 11 targets. Jarvis has had, uh, I believe it's nine on average, and mm-hmm. prior to that, he had a bit more. But I trust OBJ to take back over the, you know, the top performing, uh, to be the top performer for his team. He is their star. Yeah, Jarvis is a star too, but I think that in this case, you need to start your studs. You need to trust the process. And go with OBJ. Trust the process. I know that the two of you, Alfredo and Denton, you guys both disagree, and you guys like 100%. Jarvis more. So this really is a split decision. But I personally would much rather start OBJ. I think that moving forward, this easy schedule, things are going to change for the better. So I think I, 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 yes, Denton and I both like the Jarvis Landry start over the OBJ, um, over Odell Beckham. It's kind of twofold here, though, right? It's not just as simple as start one guy or the other. It's maybe, well, somehow if you have them both. I don't know how that happened. But if you need a guy that's going to get you a lot of points this week and you're just shooting for the moon, Odell Beckham's probably your guy. But if you need that safe floor that you know that the guy's going to get you seven, eight catches and however many yards, it's Jarvis. Uh, I'm taking I think OBJ it depends on what your situation is going into this week. For sure. And I also right. think the Browns are going to force feed Jarvis this week. You know, Jarvis Revenge really game. wants <laughs> to pound into the Dolphins. Revenge. And I feel that. You can feel it. So, yep, there's your split decision, guys. Yep. Good <laughs> job, Pops. And then lastly, here for the wide receivers, got two big, supposedly number one targets on their team, Cortland Sutton and Kenny Galladay. They're both on my team right there. Look. Oh, yeah, look at that. I didn't even realize. <laughs> You're helping me out. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, bench them both. That oh. would be my advice. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so Cortland Sutton here. Uh, listen, he's going up against the Buffalo Bills, who traditionally the Bills have been very good against receivers. But last week we saw Devontae Parker take advantage of that. Kenny Galladay going up against the Redskins, who started off the year pretty pretty bad, and they've been slowly getting better with their secondary. Because honestly... Teams don't have to pass against the Redskins that much. They just get ahead early, and they get interceptions off of Haskins, and then they just run the ball the rest of the game because the Redskins are crap at defending the run. So, I mean, listen, since Jeff Driscoll has taken over for the Lions, as the starter, Kenny Galladay has just four receptions. Four receptions in two games for 91 yards, zero touchdowns. I know. I'm well aware. Yeah. I'm sure you're frustrated as a Kenny Galladay owner. I'm happy as a Marvin Jones owner if I would have started him. And then, I mean, since Brandon Allen's taken over for the Broncos, Cortland Sutton has had 10 receptions, 169 yards on 17 targets. The guy is their whole offense. He's even getting carries. He's throwing the ball. The Denver Broncos are realizing this is the way that we have a chance on offense. We've got to get our best players involved. So the Washington Redskins have given up three touchdowns to receivers in the last two games. So hopefully, maybe that bodes well for Galladay, but I think it might be more for Jones because that's who Driscoll's been looking at. And the Bills have allowed 32 receptions and two touchdowns in their last two games. That is a lot of action for Cortland Sutton. I lean heavily towards Cortland Sutton in this 
matchup right here. Thanks for the advice. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Moving on to the tight ends, Denson. You got two guys that once again that you like. This 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 is working yeah, out pretty well for you. I'm like Pablo. I have tight ends that I I really like, except I don't draft them all. Mm. So <laughs> this one is Pablo with the, with the three tight end strategy. In <laughs> I think he has four right now. Maybe Pablo, you drafted who? You drafted George Kittle. George Kittle. Travis Kelsey. Um, I believe Jared, OJ. OJ Howard. Those oh, are yeah, the three. It's, Those are the three. It's been wiped from his memory yeah, because yeah, of how yeah. upset he OJ, is. Yeah. And uh, you had Will Disley too. Oh, uh, no. That's another thing. I, I might have, yeah, but I, I added like four tight ends during the season and dropped the Howard. seldom seen three tight end strategy. Yep. Anywho. Nicely done. So yep. we got Jared Cook versus Noah Fant. So the Panthers have given up two receptions to the tight end each of the last two games. The Bills have allowed just one tight end to score a touchdown all season long. Mm. Jared Cook has a tie, a touchdown in three of the last four starts. Noah Fant just has two touchdowns all year. No fan has also nine or more targets in the last two games, and his quarterback is Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen. Right? That, that's so, how you have to so legally. That's how you have. That's to how say you have to say his name. Yep. Brendan, if he gets pulled Brendan over, Allen. if he gets pulled over, the cops are saying Brendan Allen. Teeth clenched. <laughs> Brendan Allen. So the reason why I'm going to go Jared Cook, you have a better quarterback. All very, right. Very simple. Boom. Very simple. Boom. Done. All right. So next. Ne- Yep. There we go. So uh, next up on the list, we have Greg Olson versus Gerald Everett. This this was my easiest split decision. So hear me out here. The Saints, uh, Greg Olson, he's playing the Saints. The Saints, they've, they allowed Cameron Brait to get 10 catches for 73 yards last week. Mm. Gerald Everett is playing Baltimore. Mm. Fifth against the tight end. Tough matchup. On top of that, Gerald Everett caught only one catch uh, last week with Robert Woods and on Brandon Cooks targets? out. Versus the Bears on one target. Oof. One catch on one target. Oh, efficient. With Woods and Cooks out against the Bears. So, you know, so Gerald Everett's coming off a terrible game with those receivers out. Greg Olson, is, uh, he had five catches for 50-something yards last week, and he's got a good matchup with the Saints, or what appears to be a good matchup with the Saints. We don't know for sure. So, for me, this is easy. Greg Olson, don't even think about it. He's, he's a much more reliable play than Gerald Everett. You know, if Gerald Everett scores more than Greg Olson, you know I'm going to sing to you? What? Jerome I ever wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Over and over and over and over. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Now, the last two tight ends on our list here, Jacob Hollister versus Vance McDonald. Jacob Hollister, Seattle Seahawks tight end, going up against the Philadelphia Eagles, who are seventh against the tight end position. Vance McDonald going up against the Bengals, who are 16th against tight ends. Listen, normally I would say if anyone is playing the Bengals, start them. Oh, ah, sorry. I know that hurts you, Denton. My bad. Uh, but listen, it's it's just it's the Steelers. They're really Mason Rudolph. Yeah, nothing about that excites me. Like I'm, he's he's hit more Browns players than receivers this year. It <laughs> just he's just not good at football. I'm sorry, I can't start Vance McDonald with any kind of trust. Whereas Jacob Hollister has been not just good; he's been awesome. He's been really good. He's had three Smells touchdowns. like Hollister cologne, too. Mm. Do you think he wears that? For sure. No, probably not. <laughs> eh. Maybe. He's got to be sponsored by them. But, yeah, it's possible. Maybe. I mean, if he gets another two-touchdown performance this week, it's got to happen. Hollister. Yeah, yeah, you got you to make moves on that. But he's had three touchdowns in his last two weeks. The Eagles have allowed just three touchdowns to tight ends all season. So maybe you don't rely on the touchdowns. But listen, Vance McDonald's only scored three touchdowns all season. Jacob Hollister's done in the last two weeks. Hollister is the the high efficiency tool for Russell Wilson. Okay, he's got a much better quarterback, a much better offense. 
And they get the red zone looks. The Seahawks have had 10 more red zone passing attempts than any other team in the league. This, to me, says success for Jacob Hollister. So if I'm deciding between these two tight ends, I'm going with my man, Jacob Hollister. All right, it's time for the Prince to make his arrival. Hear ye, hear ye. It is now time for Prince Pablo's proclamations. Allow me to present his royal highness, Prince Pablo of the House Martinez, manager of waste, speaker of yups, lover of Latavius, sire of Samuels, holder of handcuffs. I now present to you Prince Pablo. Hi, guys. Um, Hello, Lord Pablo. <laughs> you did a hey. very good job holding yourself together during that introduction. Thank you. Thank you. You were laughing uh, at the jester. Yeah, it was a, it was a very... Uh, Trumpets were great, too. Yes, I played yeah. them myself. <laughs> so, <clears throat> thank you. Um, so, here, I've I'm, I'm got a few uh, proclamations for you. A and few I'll proclamations. Yeah, so I'll start with the first one. The first... The first proclamation is Steelers running back Jalen Samuels, Samuels. your boy, will be a top 20 running back for the rest of the season. (gasps) Gasp. Sir Samuels. (gasps) Yeah, so that's the first one. Jalen Samuels, (laughs) top 20 running back, rest of the season. Uh, Hit me. All right. Next up, Jags wide receiver DJ Chark. He's going to finish as the season a top three wide receiver for the rest of the season. Lord Chark. Yes, he's currently house chalk. Yeah, DJ house chalk. Yes, uh, he's currently the wide receiver six, and uh, I think he's going to have himself a great rest of season with Nick Foles under center. The third greatest receiver in all the land. That's right. Uh, Yep. Yep. Next up, we have Juju Smith-Schuster. This guy will not finish as even a wide receiver three rest of the season. He's the jester, I believe. He is the black, blacksmith Schuster. <laughs> <laughs> he, he makes shoes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you guys can forget about him. You can drop him if you want. Next, Patrick Laird. Patrick Laird is going to outscore Kalen Balage the rest of the season. Kalen of the house garbage. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. Yes, Kalen. Yeah, so you might, you might as well forget about Kalen as well. All right, next we have... We have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Both of them will have over 100 yards from scrimmage. Both? Lord Chubb and Lord Hunt, each with over 100 yards. Brilliant from our prince. Thanks. Next, we have Cardinals running back David Johnson. He's a league winner. That's right. I said it. David Johnson is a league winner. How? Lord Johnson of the House of Cardinal? Yes. How will he be a league winner? David Johnson is a league winner for any team playing against him. Oh, Oh, this makes sense. Prince Pablo the Wise has spoken. That's like two plus two. That makes a lot of sense. Prince Pablo has finished his proclamations, and the people of the town may continue with their day. Pablo, you did a great job. Thank you. You really really held it together really well. (laughs) 
That was some hard hitters, too. I felt that. Oh, All right, man. it's time for us to get into Denton's DFS Plays of the Week. Denton's DFS Plays of the Week. The dudes. The dudes. Oh, sorry. Still doing the voice. My bad. Wrong voice. Dude. Denton, give us your DFS dudes, your best bargains in all of Daily Fantasy. The dudes. All right. Got one for you. We mentioned his name earlier. Yeah. Bowtied? Bow. Bowtied. Bow. Bow scar. Playing the Redskins. 4,200 bucks. The Redskins give up 26 yards per carry. Two running backs. Bo Scarborough, the biggest running back in the West. Bow tie, baby. <laughs> the next one is going to be Ryan Griffin. Tight end, New York Jets versus the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Ryan Griffin. <laughs> $4,200 again on DraftKings. Hey. Raiders give up the 21st most points to the tight end. Here's some value picks, as Pablo would say. Great value. Great value. Great value. Bam. So, Bo Scarborough and Bow RG1. Nice. RG1. RG1. <laughs> I Griffin. like it. Ryan up against Oakland. So there you go. That'll help you out with your lineup. Now give us your Bombo Combo Stack of the Week. Ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. Bombo Combo. Bombo Combo. (sighs) All right. Bombo Combo. Bake, Show, and Jarvis Landry versus the amazing Miami Dolphins secondary defense. Oh, we Mm. know those guys. Revenge game. 12 grand on DraftKings. A little pricey-ish, but the Dolphins secondary is... Non-existent. You yeah, got just yep. basically everyone out, like you mentioned earlier, and Jarvis the, on a hot streak. The He's top corner, them to, the yeah. top corner in Miami right now is Nick Needham. Yeah, sick. Yeah. So you want Nick Needham? I'd rather Eric Pablo Rowe, out there. These are the guys, Jamal Wilts. Like these are the guys that are covering players for the Browns. Uh, yep. Are we gonna get Xavier back? No, he's done for the year. Oh. Goodbye, Xavier, Rashad Jones, Bobby McCain, all done for the year. So uh, that's why you got to pick the Bombo combo against yep. the Dolphins. Yep. Say it, Pablo. Yep. Yep. Bam. And your DST of the week to help out with an awesome bargain. Great value. Great. 2400 bucks. Denver Broncos versus the Bills. Do it. Mm, I love it. All right, guys. That is your DFS advice for the week. We're moving on to actually our favorite segment of the week. It's time to ask the tank. It's time to ask the tank. It's time to ask the tank. I probably need to say it with heavier T's. I have spoken. It's time to ask the tank. (laughs) All right, so our first question comes from at DMunoz34, a repeat questioner on Twitter. His wide receivers on his team are DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Tyler Lockett, and Marvin Jones. Amazing. That's a a good lineup. Really good. But now he's considering trading some other players. He's considering trading Zach Ertz, Odell Beckham, and Le'Veon Bell. And before I go on with this question, just the fact that he has DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Tyler Lockett, Marvin Jones, Zach Ertz, Odell Beckham, Le'Veon Bell, is he in a four-team fantasy league? Like, how did this happen? It's amazing. That's you're either amazing. the owner of the century or I don't know what or kind of Or there's been a lot in. of trades. Yeah. I can see why you guys veto all the trades in our leagues because this is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so man. he's looking at trading Zach Ertz and Odell Beck, Zach Ertz, Odell Beckham, and Le'Veon in exchange for Travis Kelsey, Todd Gurley and Devontae Freeman. So Ertz, Odell, Le'Veon for Kelsey, Gurley, Freeman. I hate this. I hate this trade. So, like, yes, I understand you have five really good wide receivers and you really want to at least trade one because you're not going to play them all. But I don't think this is uh, this is the solution. You're, you're trading, you know, a really good tight end 
in Zach Ertz for Travis Kelsey. Zach Ertz rest of season schedule is amazing. So they might be very comparable anyway. Um, yeah, Kelsey's the bigger name, the more reliable play, but I wouldn't be making this trade right now. You'd be selling him low. The same applies to OBJ. You're selling him low also. And the same applies to Le'Veon. I think that Overall, this is not a good trade. You could find a better trade out there that'll give you more value. Uh, and uh, yeah, overall, I just I don't like the trade anyway. Uh, you you've, you should try to trade a receiver for another position that you need uh, that you need. But this isn't it. This is you would, can't trust. Would you maybe do Odell for Gurley straight up? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's 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 probably an easier trade in there. Odell yeah. for Gurley. Um, but, but I think what he's trying to do is upgrade the tight end. I think that's the main reason why he's doing this trade. I, I, yeah, which I wouldn't like, do. I, I would stick with what you got. Yeah, Munoz. like Zach Ertz is good enough. Yeah. Like it's it's not about having the best tight end. It's about having one that's good enough to start. And then really where you win is going to be your other positions. Yep. Um, listen, I think the schedule will open up a lot more for Zach Ertz and Odell Beckham as the season goes on. It's been a tough stretch for them. And you're seeing the change for the Browns. You're about to see a change for the Eagles. Okay, I do think that's going to change. So at D Munoz, hold on to your guys. Now, our boy, this is this is a repeat questioner on every single show that we've had. He's a man. Wisco. Wisco country. Country man. man. Yeah. Love it. Babo, where does he live? He lives in Wisconsin. There we go. Yep. There we go. You're yep. asking. I love where, it. What's, hey, what's Wisco? I've got I've I've got one friend in Wisconsin now. There you go. Well, at least one friend. Yeah. <laughs> Minimum. <laughs> All right. And he's asked, should I trade Todd Gurley coming off a, a great week for Chris Carson, who's got himself a good playoff schedule coming up? Now, before you guys answer, we had already told him yes uh, immediately on, on Twitter, and he somehow pulled off a different trade that we must revere him in all his glory. He traded Ronald Jones, no Joe, Blah. Mike Williams, bleh, and Chris Conley. Who? Poop. Bleh. Who? <laughs> For Chris Carson and Robert Woods. He got a little sweetener in there. So he th- he wow. basically took three articles of trash yes. and said, so, give me Chris Carson. Ronald Jones, Nojo, and Mike Williams have both been featured in our uh, in our previous waste management segment. And uh, Chris Conley is just a nobody uh, for fantasy right now. So, wow, what a steal. Yeah, Good, that's great. incredible. Yeah, he just said, like, here's three pieces of feces and give me an Ooh. RB1 in return. Yeah. And it happened. Yeah. Like, I've, I'm amazed. Wisco, you're the man. This is this could be a league winner. This yeah. like, what do you mean it could be? Like that's a league yeah. winner. That, that could be it. He basically got an RB one for stamp free. It. Could stamp it. Wisco, you deserve a round of applause, sir. Well done, well done. Now at AP Farms on Instagram asks, do I start Dak against the Patriots or Jameis against the Falcons? Jameis. Yep. Keep famous Jameis. I think we're all kind yeah. of in agreement. Don't here. overthink it's, it. Jameis has simple. such a great matchup. Yep. Dak's been Dak's been good. Uh, but man, this is just, it's not the matchup to start him. Pablo, would you agree? Yep. There we go. Now at Josh Michael one nine eight seven on Twitter asking Pablo, you're going to get triggered here. Do I start Latavius Murray, Tariq Cohen or Emmanuel Sanders at the flex spot this week? Start one of these guys in a PPR league. Go Emmanuel Sanders for me. Emmanuel Sanders for I. Uh, uh, Emmanuel okay? Sanders. Ah. You know you want to reach so bad Emmanuel, for a backup running back. Say it. Say it. Say Emmanuel it Sanders. Say it. Say it. <laughs> I want to. Believe me, I want to. I, I love Latavius, but no, Emmanuel Sanders is the number one target. I, I think I think we're all in agreement Great matchup there. this week, too. Emmanuel Sanders going up against the Packers, starting at the flex. Next one, at Rod Cerna X on Twitter asks, in a desperation play at RB2 this week, 
Do I start Benny Snell against Cincy or Adrian Peterson versus Detroit? With Geis and Thompson likely coming back, you got to ask, well, what's the matchup here? They're all going to share a workload in some form or fashion. Who's healthier? Who's got the better matchup? Who's more talented? Denton, thoughts? This is absolute desperation. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the week. Win and you're in, right? Yeah. Or, or, or lose and, and, and you're out. That doesn't rhyme, but it's still, it's it's true. Yeah. I'm going Benny Snell. I think AP is just, there's too much load in the backfield. He's hurt. I don't know how much he's going to get. Yeah, I mean, the Lions are last in the league against the running back, but, I mean, who's to say that they're not giving that workload, that heavy workload yeah. to Darius Geis? If they give one carry to Darius Geis and he burns it up the middle for 50, 60 yards because he's got that kind of long speed, would you then start giving the ball to Adrian Peterson? No, nope. you keep working your hot hand. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I, I'd take Benny Snell, too. A, I mean, you've got Adrian Peterson and Geis and possibly Thompson all sharing the backfield on a bad team. I just... I don't, I don't trust them, and uh, Snell's going to have his opportunities. So he's going to be the goal line guy. He's going to be the the guy to get the most carries against horrible Cincinnati teams. So, yeah, I think that's going to yeah. be a lot of running in that game. Watch what you say a about my Bengals. Of, <laughs> don't hurt his feelings. <laughs> yeah, I think that game's going to be a lot of running. Bengals Steelers is just going to be which team is going to run the ball more. Joe Mixon's going to get seventy carries. Yes, it's going to be great. All right, next one at n underscore hess thirty on Twitter asks: I have a two QB league. Would you trade Josh Allen for Baker Mayfield and Ryan Fitzpatrick? Allen's playoff schedule is terrible, while Baker and Fitz, especially in Week 16 for Fitz, have the easiest schedules. What yeah, would you do? yeah, I'd make that trade. Josh Allen's schedule is, as you just mentioned, terrible. And uh, this is a two QB league. This is an easy move for me. You're going to play both Baker and Fitz. Baker's schedule is beautiful. And... Um, yeah, this is an easy trade. Josh Allen, the white macadamia, he's been great, but uh, sell him high, sell him high, and buy the other guys low. It, it's worth it in this case. Yeah, I'd go Bake Show too. I, I wouldn't trade for Bake. I think he's on a better rhythm, and the schedule gets easier for him. Yeah, I, th- I do agree with you that the schedule gets easier here, but I'm going to be the contrarian in this. I think that with Josh Allen, you've got a really safe rushing floor. I think that those matchups are hard for your traditional QBs. It's hard for a guy who's going to stand in the pocket, not a guy that's going to be running a lot like that. I say you've had Josh Allen stick with him, find something on your waivers, a Jeff Driscoll, a Nick Foles, something like that. Um, I can't sit there and confidently say I'm starting Ryan Fitzpatrick in week 16, my championship week and be like, well, I'm probably going to win. Yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick always has that potential for a zero touchdown, four interception game. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't think Josh Allen has that. And that's just, that's just kind of staying on the safer side, I guess. All right. Our next one coming from at, Gonzo Gonzor Hodes on IG. Gonzo. On the Instagrams. He's saying, I'm trading Stefan Diggs for Todd Gurley next week in my PPR league. What do you think? Uh, I know what Pablo thinks. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I do it. Analysis done. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah it's, it's a, Stephon Diggs is a nice sell high after his performance. Um, I think that this is what the Rams have been holding on to Gurley for for this season is to try to make this run here and use him as much as possible. It's the end of the year. You're either using him or you're not. Like, that's it. You've got to use your best player. I think that Gurley's got the better outlook over the rest of the season. But I do think uh, at Gonzor Hodes that it just it does matter what the layout of your team is. If you don't need more running backs and you need a good wide receiver, then you stick with him. All right, his yeah. second question here. Who do I start at my flex? This one seems like an easy one, guys. Tyrell Williams. Jamal Williams or no Joe, Ronald Jones? Ty Williams all day. Tyrell Williams. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of House Tyrell. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, he'd be Tyrell of House Williams. Bam. Yep. Yeah. Easy pick, Tyrell Williams. Bam out of bio. What? Uh, at KH Moore on Instagram's asking, pick one to sit between these guys. Mike Evans versus Atlanta, Julian Edelman versus Dallas, or Tyler Lockett versus Philly. This is These are three good receivers. And he even told me that he says, my number one receiver is Michael Thomas. So, I mean, like, dude, you can't go wrong with any of these players. Uh, wow. This uh, might it, be. It's, it's a hard one. This, this is a difficult decision to make. Because he has such a great team. Yeah. That's I mean, incredible. Like, if I had to pick uh, from that, I would be in the championship. Yeah. Uh, well, let's do it kind of like process of elimination style. Okay. Let's take the SATs here. Let's let's eliminate this. Who is the guy that you're starting for sure, no matter what? Julian Edelman, for sure. You know, <laughs> you know that. Why is that so funny? Julian Edelman has balled all year. He's he's getting at least five catches a game, basically every single game. He's he even threw a touchdown last week. He's my shredder, guys. This guy's gonna ball. Sh- shredder, okay, bro. so I don't know what. Why you guys are laughing? Uh, Julian Edelman is my top we pick. We knew we knew that you were going to say Julian Edelman. Um, I, to me, the guy that's hardest to sit is Mike Evans. I'm with you, Fredo. I I don't see how you can. He's been sit so Mike good. Evans. He's going up against the Falcons. I don't see how you sit him. Uh, Not the man. last two weeks. So then I think that kind of that kind of narrows it down for us. You say you have to start Julian Edelman. We say you have to start Mike Evans. It sounds like the only guy we say you don't have to start, even though he's so good, is Tyler Lockett. But, but that's ridiculous because he's playing Philly, and he's you know he's Tyler Lockett has been amazing. You've got to start Tyler Lockett. Well, do you want to give this man an answer or not? My answer is <laughs> you sit Mike Evans. Okay, oh. it sounds. Listen, listen. All right, Mike Evans has had the most crazy, crazy good games, but. He's also he's giving you a goose egg against New Orleans. Last week he had four catches. The week before he had four catches, no touchdowns. You know you're you're not even getting double digit fantasy points the last couple of weeks. You know it's it's basically a boomer bust. You know a an elite boomer bust. As crazy as that sounds, wide receiver in Mike Evans. I trust Julian Edelman to produce no matter what happens. I trust Tyler Lockett no matter what happens. Mike this would Evans, have nothing to do with your love for Chris Godwin, would it? It does. Uh, it, Your irrational it, love for Chris Godwin. It, it's and not. All, it, and all things he's the number Godwin. three receiver. What are you talking about? Chris Godwin is amazing. But anyway, yeah, it, it does a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Pablo admits it. Uh, uh, yeah. So you're saying you've got to start Edelman and, and Lockett. And Lockett. Yes. Mark, you I'm say, saying you start Mike Evans and Lockett and you bench Edelman. Ooh, yeah. And then I'm just going to ruin it and say you got to start Evans and Edelman. <laughs> so. Um, I'm so, uh, very sorry uh, at KH Moore. This doesn't really help you much at all. Just kind of go with whoever you think is is smartest. Obviously me. So next one up here at Michael Nortrom. There's another repeat questioner on here. In my PPR league, I'm able to pick up Gallup, Michael Gallup, Jalen Samuels, your boy, your boy, or Jarvis Landry off the waiver wire. All three of these guys are on the waiver wire. I, that I don't understand. But he's wow. asking, who do I grab this week to play? Okay, this is ridiculous. First of all, all three. How how are these guys available in your waiver wire? Well, this if they're is- all available, that must mean it's like a six-team league and the rosters are already really good. And like two bench spots? I, I, this, okay, sure. So if you can only choose one, this is this also hurts to say because like your boy, your boy. he's going to, like I said, like I proclaimed, he's going to be a top Pro- 20. He proclaim <laughs> this boy. <laughs> the sire of Samuels. Yeah, J- Jalen Samuels will be a top twenty running back rest of season. So, it- it's hard for me not he to has pick spoken. him. But <laughs> but Jarvis Landry, 
Jarvis Landry is really going to continue to ball. He's got a great schedule, and unfortunately, I would take him over. Great schedule, great matchup. He scored three TDs, th- three TDs the last three games. Uh, he's on a hot streak. Jarvis. Jarvis. Jarvis, Jarvis, Jarvis. Jarvis. Yep. Last question for Ask the Tank at TD Eagles with a Z. On Instagram, is asking, he, ha- he is in a two PPR league, so that's a two points per reception league. Who do I start? Devontae Parker, Debo Samuel, or Ronald Jones? We can take out Ronald Jones from that. Yeah, take out Ronald Jones. No one should be considering starting Ronald Jones. <laughs> so it's between Devontae Parker here or Debo Samuel. Pops, who you got? It's a, honestly, Ronald Jones may get the opportunity, but I, I agree with you. I, I, I hate, I I'm going to turn your like microphone off. <laughs> do it. Um, no, I'm definitely taking Devontae Parker here. This is an easy choice for me. He's uh, He's been producing. He's going to continue to produce. There's no you know receivers behind him. He's all fits has left um, unless you want to count Mike Gusecki. Um, Gusecki. Nice. Yeah, so this is an easy pick. Devontae Parker. Debo's hurt. Rojo sucks. Yep, I think you just mentioned Debo's hurt. Um, go I think you also guy. mentioned Devontae sucks. Parker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, you did. did mention he sucked, but you're going Devontae. Debo's hurt. Devontae, very, very easy. That's it for Ask the Tank. Guys, thank you. If you listen this far, please continue to listen each week. Subscribe to the podcast on whichever app you're using to listen right now. Spotify, Apple, Overcast, Google, or the iHeartRadio app. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Dark underscore Menton or at Alfredo A. Brown. You can also follow the show at the FF Tank. Go share it with your friends. Follow, subscribe. And for Pablo Martinez, Mark Denton, I'm Alfredo Brown. And until next time, we are out. Ciao. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Tank.